2: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855 cbs 855 Hickey is getting a reprieve for at least an hour. 11.20 a.m. Eastern, I was going to put him on blast because I couldn't believe a 25-year-old man lives like this. However, uh, folks at 11.20, I got to tell you, you're going to learn a valuable lesson from a former president. Guys, you can go up to the window. You can look through that window. Don't you dare go into that store. I will tell you more coming up at 11.20 a.m. Eastern, 8.20 a.m. Pacific, 855 5, 2124 cbs Peter was just in. He was all worked up. We took a call right before we got to Jared Diamond. Craig in South Carolina where, and it was, he, I asked, where do you want Tom Brady to be? Do you want Tom Brady to go back to New England? Do you want Tom Brady to go to Las Vegas? What do you want him to do? Craig in South Carolina says, I, I want him to be in, I want him to be in New England because I want the Jets to beat up on him. And then the conversation just goes to to, to quarterback and, and what happens with Sam Darnold. Because if you don't believe, and this is where we're at now, there's so much pressure to get this thing right, and there's such a difference anymore between the haves and have-nots. You're going to see fewer guys get the chance to be Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford. Yeah, I want, like, Matt Stafford has had, and I, I had a whole show once, a month ago, about Matt Stafford. People were getting in like crazy. I couldn't stop him. I said, if you extrapolate the numbers of Matt Stafford, that guy's a Hall of Famer. He's he won't be a hall of famer, but he he has he will have hall of fame numbers. Dak Prescott, there's arguments about Dak Prescott whether or not to sign him to thirty five million dollars. And I kept taking calls from Cowboy fans. This is either last week or the week before, where I go, okay, what's your alternative? You got to give me the alternative. You can't just say, well, this guy's not valuable enough for this, and you can go find somebody else who can do it cheaper. Not when you're trying to win a Super Bowl. So where is it? But I think we're going to get to a world here where the Cardinals have opened that. That conversation up. The Cardinals did it. Josh Rosen looks like he's not very long for the NFL. I think he was put in a really bad spot, but also maybe he just doesn't good enough to be a, a top quality NFL quarterback. They went out. They they had a coaching change. They kept Steve Kime for whatever reason. They they had a coaching change. They brought in a quarterback for that coach, number one overall, Kyler Murray, a year after they went number ten or eleven overall for for Josh Rosen. That opens up the conversation now for everybody. Kyler Murray looks like he's already way better than Josh Rosen, and it looks like they might be able to make a little bit of noise this year. They play in a tough division, but it looks like they're able to make a little bit of noise there. I want to see more out of Kyler Murray. We'll see. It's a pivotal year, too, for him. So now you get to this year's draft. Whether or not we'll physically have it, I'm not sure. Whether we'll put it, push it back, I'm not sure. Whether they'll do it in a TV studio And they'll just have somebody host it, and we will go live, linked satellite up to different places, and we'll all watch it on TV. I'm not sure about that right now. But if the show does go on in some fashion, there's a conversation about Dwayne Haskins being replaced in Washington. Peter got worked up about it because of the Sam Darnold scenario. He loves Sam Darnold. My buddy Jay on Twitter is going nuts about Sam Darnold. Said, dude, you've been trying to replace Namath for 45 years. Pats have had the best quarterback in the division for 20 and the second best quarterback since 95. Those who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. I love first off guys are worked into shoots. I love that. Also, Jay makes a point. I I want I don't think Sam Darnold should be replaced. I don't think the Baker Mayfield should be replaced. But I just took a call from a guy who is thinking about already replacing Sam Darnold. When I'm in Cleveland, which is every day, I take calls from people who have given up on Baker Mayfield and they want to take another quarterback. This is our new reality in sports, at least in football. You don't come out and you don't show a whole bunch. You don't set the world on fire like Mahomes, Deshaun Watson did before he got hurt, like Lamar Jackson did this last year. We're thinking about your replacement. That, that's what this world is now. The years of I'm I'm dead serious about this. You see more guys who start to have success right out of the box like that. You will find more Robert Griffin the Thirds. You will do that, but you're also going to find more guys who are just not going to be given a chance. the the days of Sam the days of Sam Bradford the days of of Matt Stafford like I just said even Matt Ryan Matt Ryan started off well then kind of petered out then got really good then we kind of went back to where it is. Those days I think are done. I think we're going to get to a point where it used to be four-year commitments, at least five years. And gosh, way back in the day before they actually let guys play their rookie year, you'd have guys, they were seven years, they were seven-year commitments. Before free agency, easily. Six, seven, eight-year commitments to find out who this guy really is, what this guy really does. The league's changed, fans have become more involved, owners have become more involved, more television dollars, because it does come down to dollars. They want to keep us excited, excited. Young, exciting conversation pieces, those are what sell in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is starting to, to me, get into the place that I've talked about with Steph Curry in in the Golden State Warriors. Golden State has been so good in the past with Steph Curry that when you're that good, you've made teams make poor decisions because they're trying to catch you. Mahomes has what it takes. Kansas City with Mahomes has what it takes. You could be good enough. You make teams make poor decisions based on you. Lamar Jackson already, I think, is getting teams to make poor decisions. We're talking about Taysom Hill, who's thrown, what, 18 passes, 15 passes? This guy can be a franchise quarterback. He's 30. Well, you see Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's Lamar Jackson. People before the Combine had stupid ideas about what they wanted to do with Lamar Jackson. Now those people are hiding in holes. And you have other people carrying the water for them going, that was never seriously talked about. Oh, you bet your ass it was. They just don't want to come up and fess up about it because it was stupid then and it's really dumb now. That's the new normal in the NFL, man. You ain't If you're not Lamar, if you're not Patrick Mahomes, if you're not Watson, we're going to be talking about replacing you. That's for Darnold. That's for Mayfield. That's for any one of these young quarterbacks. You ain't one of those guys, mm, we're talking about moving you on. And I fight it. I fight it like crazy. I just know that that's where the conversation is heading. And, I'm, and someday, I'm going to have to accept that, that this is the new normal. If you're not kicking ass, taking names, MVP caliber by year two, if you are a natural quarterback that takes a little bit of time, needs a little bit of help, fans just aren't going to accept that. And coaches probably won't be able to accept that because if fans don't accept it, it's not about the coaches and the general managers. It's about the owner. If fans don't accept something, the owner will eventually not accept something. And if the owner doesn't accept something, that's going to get people fired. This is what I bring up with the Tom Brady thing. On the opposite end of this spectrum, he's 43 years old. For these other teams that we're talking about here, Ryan Tannehill did a perfectly fine job over the second half of the season for the Tennessee Titans. Effective, calm, had a little experience there. Did some good stuff. Derek Carr showed some things. Maybe you want to go on in a different direction. Fine, I'll hear it. I like Derek Carr, but I hear you. Andy Dalton has won games in the NFL. Andy Dalton's been to the playoffs. Team around him's terrible. And now you have to take Joe Burrow because you have to get ready for the future. But any one of these other teams that we talk about here that that are possible landing spots for Tom Brady, they have to consider if this doesn't work out, I'm fired. I'm not going to get another chance. The the Vrabel scenario, Vrabel did a hell of a job coaching him up. They did a great job offensively with the scheme. I think that their offensive coordinator gosh I know his first name Arthur I am drawing a blank here hick you can help me out their first their offensive coordinator we'll probably talk if they go back to the playoffs next year we'll talk about him being a head coach at some time soon but if you bring in Tom Brady and that thing falls flat your ass is grass and the general manager's ass is grass you send him out to Las Vegas, maybe he stays because Mark Davis has wrapped up so much into it and Mark Davis is crazy. Anthony Lynn, if he ends up out in, out in Los Angeles and that thing folds, Anthony Lynn is gone, your general manager is gone, and that guy's been pretty good. You, you, you have guys who are just going to lose their jobs. It's a scary scenario. 43 years old, you better cash in on that. 855 855-212-4, cbs 855 2124 Coming up next, we'll try to take some of your calls and, guys, Be careful. On social media, especially at this time of year, especially what we're going through right now, if you're a man, you better be damn careful. I already got a former president. We'll get to this coming up next. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Chris Feador, 1140 a.m. Eastern, 840 Pacific. We'll talk NBA with him. He is actually in quarantine right now boss asked him to do it he said no problem boss man and he did it so we'll talk NBA with him also the Cleveland perspective is just a little bit because of you know the Mac tournament being kind of leader in that way we'll talk to him about that I, I gotta get this <laughs> I've been wanting to do this and I gotta do it I'm gonna bust Hickey's ass so bad later on in the show because if I was certainly he this is why he needs that girl that he's with you've been with her how long Hickey how long you Two been with this girlfriend? Years. Two and a half years. The girlfriend he has right now, he needs to take her and run. Because I saw something yesterday that I was just I, I was enthralled because I knew I was going to bring it to the air. And I'll bring it to the air later on. I saw something right before the show, and it, and it threw me off. Because I said, you know, when I get on Twitter right before the show, I say, hey, we're, we're on today, 10 to 2. And here's some of my teases of what I'm talking about. And I happened to look over and I went, oh, politics trending. I went, Sarah J? Now, I know who Sarah J is, but I go, that can't be the Sarah J I'm thinking of. Lo and behold, it is absolutely the Sarah J that I'm thinking of. If you don't know who Sarah J is, Sarah J is an adult film star. And has been so for a long time. Certainly uh, from my adolescence on to my uh, adulthood. And I said, wow, two days into no sports, Sarah J is trending. What a what a life we got going here right now, folks. This is what we have to do to get by. And somebody on Twitter said, oh, Ken, no, 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 no. You didn't see. And, and I said, no, what is it? Former President Barack Obama follows Sarah J on Twitter. And I went, oh, boy. Now, I got to make a mention. Barack Obama probably is the only person who has access to his Twitter account. Hickey, am I right? Am I right?
1: I'm not sure about that.
2: You think he's the only person in charge of his Twitter?
3: That's Wait, you, you just said that. You said he isn't the only person?
2: No, I say he's pro- he's he, not the only person oh, who sorry, has I'm access to his it. Twitter account. I
3: would agree,
1: yes. More people have
3: access to it.
2: Piranot, you with me on that?
3: Yes, and that person needs to be fired ASAP. Well,
2: well hold on here. I don't want to get if he did it. I don't want to get anybody fired who doesn't deserve to be fired just because some people might be upset about such a thing. You you get what I'm saying here? Man,
3: Brock is smarter than that. There's no way.
2: Hold on, hold on. See, this is the thing. This is what guys do. This is where it's like, listen, him or whatever. Like you start to look at who people follow. Guys make this, and if guys, if you're going to be sitting there, you know what I'm talking about. There's times where I go to the bathroom. And I'm just sitting there searching through Twitter. I'm sitting there looking at YouTube videos. I'm sitting there looking at the Facebook, the whole deal. I'll be laying in bed in the morning, da, 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 da. You know, that type of thing. And you just start searching the internet. Well, you're a guy. You got to be more careful than this. And whoever's in charge of this, they must be more careful than this. I got I got buddies who like pictures. I got buddies who follow some uh, some people. And hey, if that's okay. If you're a single guy or you're a married guy and your significant other is perfectly fine with it that that's on you that's fine. I don't mean to be prying into your business. I just want to let you know this is Twitter and I can see that. I can see some of the pictures you're favoriting. See, that's and wrong. I don't that is so I wrong. don't know if your if your wife would enjoy that. I'm I'm just pointing that out to some people. The following of them. This is guys. Listen. I search the internet. All right? We can read between the lines all we want. I search Twitter. Yes, every now and then I go down the red light district and I I look through the windows. I can't help it. You see certain things, you go, oh, oh, here I am. Well, well, since I'm here, I might as well take a look around now, shouldn't I? I think it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly natural. Men are visually stimulated. That's science. Don't, don't, now you're going to cheapen my argument. Men are visually stimulated. That's perfectly okay, within reason. You get what I'm saying, guys. You got to understand. You can look through the windows. You can walk down certain streets and certain certain places. You can look through them windows. A little bit of a thrill. Don't you dare go in that store. You it follow. You're following that person. You must be crazy. Uh, Listen, I'm saying this on the radio right now in front of God and everybody. My wife can tune in at any time she wants to. My in-laws can listen to me in Youngstown, Ohio. I'm sure they're very proud of this. Like, yeah, you got a phone. I'm sure my father-in-law does. I'm sure my brother-in-law does. I'm damn sure my dad does. If you're on Twitter or social media, every now and then, you down a rabbit hole, and you've been sitting there for 10 minutes or so, and all of a sudden you go, Damn. Take a look around. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. Don't be liking them, and you damn sure better not be following them. You do not want to have that conversation. I've never had that conversation. I I can't even imagine having that conversation. I have to have tough enough conversations at, at any given time in my life. I have to have tough conversations with my wife about God knows what. I'll have to have tough conversations with my sons about these sort of matters right here. And I'm just pointing out, you you follow them? If you were to ask Mrs. Carmen, that's a relationship you're trying to form. What are you doing, sir?
3: I feel bad for Michelle going on Twitter this morning.
2: Well, who knows if she's the only one running her Twitter account. I'd imagine she isn't. But someone's going to make this abundantly clear to her what was followed here, and someone's going to have to figure it out, or someone's going to have to pay the fiddler.
3: You should not be able to see what other people like or they follow. Well, you can. That's what. That's what. Honestly,
2: you really should, because that's what's supposed to keep us all honest with each other, right?
3: Yeah, it's it like no, be the, you know, just a slip, an accidental.
2: Yeah, but it's it's got it's gotten to the point, and that's that's why you need to be careful and be if you want to go down these roads and people see you. That's the way it is. Like, listen, there are certain places around here that, yeah, I'd love to go to. I was encouraging Lima to go to a certain club this weekend. Certain Why were you encouraging, club. You were
3: encouraging Lima it was to go certain, to a strip club?
2: No, it was a swingers club. And a swingers I, club. I, I, he's a single man, and I want to hear that story. And I could go in there, and there's no implication. People are like, oh, no, you can go in there, and you can have whatever fun you want to, or you can just hang out at the bar and take in all the ambiance. I understand that. But if I go in there, and someone sees me, there's an implication there. So if you go down a certain street and you like something on Twitter, on a Twitter street, you like some on that, people can see that that's an implication. See, the real-life implication keeps me out of, that, out of that club and away from them streets, the same thing it does on Twitter.
3: Did you ever go to a swingers club when you were younger, when you were single? No, no, I didn't know they existed.
2: I thought they were only in, like, in fake life. Or I didn't know anybody who could get me into one of those places. And plus, I have no self-confidence whatsoever to actually go in. You get what I'm pointing out there? A little heavy, a little little bit of a chunky boy. Well,
3: you didn't need that because you had uh, mothers coming after you. At one
2: time, yes. I've only told that story once on air before, Pierno. So let's keep that to a minimum. I just say, I like that you can see each other's action on Twitter. It keeps us honest. I have no problem with Barack. I have no problem. I don't know any of the good... fit males anymore if my wife is I'm sure she's been looking through Twitter went damn look at the body on that guy that's fine that's perfectly fine I can understand that sort of thing you can look through the windows giddy little thrill you better not go in that store better not be following on Twitter better not be liking them pictures on Twitter better be careful Hickey I don't know if you agree you're playing the music so I mean what the hell
1: well, piano is playing the music. I don't throw them to the bus. But no, I mean, I agree. F- looking, just perusing is one thing. Liking is an extreme I would I would not go to, but you want to let some people know that you like whatever they're putting out there. That's that's your business. Following about that. is, yeah. Liking and following, I'll put it in the same category as a big, big no-no if you're trying to keep it under wraps or just trying to... Mm-hmm.
2: casually
3: enjoy whatever the content
2: you there. you follow and so, people can look through your follows they can see that stuff they so, start to yeah. put two and two together
3: so ken would you have an issue mm. if your wife started following like lex Steele on instagram with twitter would i have a problem with it yeah we could talk i would
2: have questions I don't think that I don't think that Liz is going to go <laughs> what, what, over to Lex Steele's house.
3: What would be the first question you ask your wife? Where, I'd go. I know. Out.
2: I'd go. I'd go, Elizabeth. I know who the hell Lex Steele is, and I'm a fan of his work. How do you know who Lex Steele is? Lex Steele is one of my favorite quotes quotes in film. Just saying. Wow, I know it. I think that if, if someone told Liz, and this has actually happened before. When we dated before, and we were on Facebook. I Her friend called me one day. She goes, hey. I says, yeah. Um, you're still tagged in some pictures with your ex-girlfriend. Maybe untag those. Oh, okay. Didn't realize it. Sorry. My bag. You want to point out there, Hick?
3: Yeah. No, I understand. Thank
2: you. We actually have a call on this. Yes, yes, we do. Larry, Larry in South Carolina. Larry, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead.
0: Good morning. How are y'all?
2: I'm doing wonderful, Larry. Go right on ahead.
0: I've, I'm sitting here trying not to laugh my ass off. <laughs> I, got news, I got news for you guys. And, I mean, I'm not kidding. I mean, I'll cruise the internet and that kind of stuff, too. But uh, when I was in college at Auburn in 1982, I mean, I wrote code line command. I know how this stuff works. Okay, and this is not intergalactic <laughs> navigation. Okay, to do this, and okay, whatever we do on the internet. Oh, trust me, there are people out there that can do that. They can, they can figure it out. Now, I don't do that stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's dig not it. My, that's I don't do that. That's not my game. I'm an airplane oh, okay. pilot. I dig it. All right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm like. Hey, if if you want to go certain places on the internet, just know that there are eyes on you.
2: I'd imagine so. Larry, thank you very much for the call. See, I've always just assumed Big Brother was watching me. And that's why you got to change your passwords out. The problem is you, you forget them all. So you always tend to keep old passwords. If Larry's wondering if the if, if the pre, the former president was hacked, possibly Daniel says maybe the Obamas are just big adult films fans, Ken. Who are we to judge? That's a possibility as well. Daniel, thank you very much.
3: Watch out for that camera on the laptop as well. I should put some tape over that.
2: A lot of people do that. I just figure, you know what, you're going to see what you're going to see. And if you want to tune in on that, go right on it. I Again, I just assume that they're watching, that they've clicked in on me before. If they want to look at and see that, that's fine. It's on them. 8552124CBS. 8552124227. Just let this be. If you guys are on Twitter and you guys get on Twitter and you see that that the fabulous, fabulous, legendary. Yeah, I'll use the term legendary. Sarah J is trending, and you wonder why. Remember, you you can look. You better not be buying anything. 855 2124 cbs let it be a lesson to you. That's what we're trying to learn at this time. Up next, Chris Fedor, teaching us lessons about staying hygienic. He covers the Cleveland Cavaliers. He is now in quarantine after the Utah Jazz came to play the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland about 14, 13 days ago. We'll talk to him about that. And, yeah, according to reports, the NBA was thinking profits over people. And it's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's sponsored by the fine folks at Geico. Whether you rent or own Geico, they make it easy to bundle home and auto insurance together. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at geico.com today. That's easy. I told Hickey, and I'm actually looking at it on my phone right now. Last night, I watched a little bit of the pro wrestling, and I was like, ah, oh, okay, I'm moving on. Last night, I started watching the 1992 Hooters 500. Alec Kowicki captures the Winston Cup crown for 1992. It's the final race of the 1992 season. Richard Petty's last race ever. You had Jeff Gordon's. I believe that was his first start ever. A couple of legends, one bowing out, one stepping in. What a great race. I'm an hour in. Dale Earnhardt's still leading. It ended up finishing 26 in this race, and now I got to find out why. It was a bad year for Dale that year. Coming off a championship run in 1991, Kirk Shelmerdine's last race with Dale Earnhardt in 1992. You see that? I know this stuff. So that's just one of the things you could watch with no sports. That's one of the things that our our guest Chris Fedor could do as he is in quarantine in Cleveland, Ohio right now from Cleveland.com. Chris joins us right now on the hotline. Chris, hello. What's up, Ken? How are you? I'm doing well, Chris. Could I interest you in some NASCAR, classic NASCAR racing while you are in quarantine?
1: No. No, you can't. Thanks anyway. Damn it.
2: I tried. You're a man of principle. You're a man of ideas.
1: Uh, what also, are you going to do? it's really, really hard for me to watch things that have already taken place. That's just kind of how I am. Really? Because I know the outcome already. Yeah. I've yeah, already that, seen it, or you I know the outcome already, so it's just... Uh, but you don't care about NASCAR, and you wouldn't know the outcome to this. Well, that's true. Um... So your suggestion goes beyond what I said, but I was just talking in general.
2: Oh, well, hell with it. All (laughs) right. Chris Fedor joining us, Cleveland.com. Find him on Twitter at Chris Fedor. You are on what, day three of quarantine?
1: Yeah, I think that's about right. How's it going? It's going great. Still no symptoms. I feel strong. I feel healthy. I've been watching a lot of my shows. Um, I've been watching Criminal Minds on Netflix. I've picked up on season 12 of that, so it's been good.
2: Are there any other shows you're going to watch? I know you said you wanted to watch some Criminal Minds. Is that going to be the end?
1: I don't know that that's going to be the end. There's this show on Netflix that people are telling me to watch. It's called Love It's Blind. It's a reality TV show.
2: Oh, people are going Um, nuts about this.
1: Yes, people are going nuts about it. Apparently, um, you sit in a pod And you don't actually get to see the person, and you try and form a relationship with them just by talking to them and getting to know them, the person. And I was watching an episode late last night, and it was day five into the social experiment, and this dude proposed to this girl behind a wall without ever seeing her. No, he didn't. Yes, he
2: did. They formed that much of a connection? Did she accept it? Did she accept
1: it? She did, yes. And she was. Thrilled, and she went back to the room where all the females were staying. And she was all excited about it. Um, I hope nobody has seen this, um, so I'm not giving away secrets. Or I haven't seen it, but the hell lines. with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they formed that kind of connection already. Wow. Where the guy felt like he got all dressed up too, even though she couldn't see him. I mean, even the tux. Oh yeah. It went yeah. Look good, play
2: team. good. You know how that works
1: exactly. Even though she can't see you,
2: he got a full tux. Yeah, like with tails and everything, and
1: that well, that whole deal. That it was, I don't know if it was one out of oh, Dumb okay. and Dumber, where all of a sudden he's got the cane and the top hat, or whatever <laughs> it is, with the fluffy coat.
2: Wow, this is incredible to me. To me, that's the same thing. If you know you're on reality TV, I feel that the person would say yes, like if they're the same person. Someone got a, it, like someone got engaged to at a stadium or proposed to at a stadium. Like right. it's very rare you're going to say no right then and there because. Now, that's humiliating. You do have certain feelings for the person regardless. Right. I would there agree you with you. Chris,
1: that's one of the reasons why stadium proposals are just so wrong. I mean, yeah. obviously, the nature of a proposal is putting somebody on the spot, but putting somebody on the spot in front of that many strangers, eh, it's a little over the top. Today.
2: Oh, that, that, it's a kidnapping. I mean, basically yeah, what that becomes really is a public is. kidnapping. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're putting someone against their will because they can't say no because of the social construct of it. Chris Fedor joining us on the show. See, this is what we talk about without Sports America. We start to get in depth. About love is blind. Yes, we get in depth with relationships. How much longer do you have to you have to quarantine? Are you going to go the full 14 days?
1: So it was 14 days from when they were concerned about me being in contact with somebody who either has been tested or was feeling ill. Okay. So, to my knowledge, that takes me to like March 20th, I believe.
2: Can you get a test? Wow, March 20th. Okay, so that's only six more days. Can you yeah, get a test? Can you get a test and test
1: clean and get out? Or how does that work? So, I don't want to. Um, I was in contact with a lot of people at my office at Cleveland. com, and mm-hmm. I was in contact with a lot of health people as well. And their recommendation for me was just either if I know of somebody who took the test already and tested positive, then I should go and try and get myself tested. Or Mm. if I start exhibiting some symptoms, like the main ones that would point to coronavirus over just a natural cold or the flu or something like that, then I should try and fight to get tested as well but I'm not at either point of those yet. Now it could be in a couple of days, I know somebody who has been tested recently um, and they're still awaiting the results. So that could change the direction that I go. But as of now, I don't think it's right for me to do that because um, one, my age, two, um, I don't have diabetes, I don't have a history of asthma, I don't have all those other things um, that could be really, really dangerous for people in this situation.
2: Chris Fedor covers the Cavs for Cleveland.com, if you're just checking in. The Utah Jazz played in Cleveland uh, just over a week ago. Chris covered that game for Cleveland.com, and he was at press conferences. I I, I assume Rudy Gobert did talk. He won the tip-off in that game and had 25 points. Were you in a press conference
1: with Rudy Gobert? I was on the court um, before the game, and he ran right by me, and he was right next to me as I was interacting with Jordan Clarkson, who used to play with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. And obviously Jordan, it was announced by his father that he tested negative, but because I was talking to Jordan Clarkson, Rudy Gobert came over in my proximity and he was talking to Jordan Clarkson and he was talking to some former Cavs players. So I didn't have direct contact with Rudy Gobert, but I was in the vicinity of him. The good news is the Cavs feel like, Rudy Gobert, based on conversations that the Cavs had with their own medical professionals and with the Utah Jazz, they felt like at some point after the game on March 2nd, I don't know when it might have been, but Rudy, that's when he contracted coronavirus, not March 2nd when he was here in Cleveland, which is a good thing.
2: Chris Fedor joining us on the show. Um, I saw an article by Ethan Strauss who said that the NBA was thinking more profits over people and they should have maybe stopped basketball sooner um, I, I think that that's a natural order of things and how we do things in the world. I really do. Uh, as much as that could be foolhardy, and it probably is, uh, I think that's a natural order of things. How do you feel about the way the NBA has handled this?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with Ethan. I thought they would have gone um, to more drastic measures because of the recognition of how serious it was. Now, I understand why they didn't, just like you can. I understand why they didn't. I just thought... Um, clearing out an arena and having these guys play um, in an empty arena was like the least of the bad options for them. And they were willing to take that. Uh, and I thought they probably should have treated it a little bit more seriously from the very beginning. But at the same time, like, this is so unprecedented. There is no handbook on how to handle this sort of thing. Um, look, I think our government has made some mistakes when it comes to this. So if they're making mistakes with all of the information that they can get at the drop of a hat. It makes sense that the NHL, um, NCAA, uh, NBA, Major League Baseball wouldn't be as quick as maybe some people would want them to be. But I just never thought playing in an empty arena without fans was going to be the extent of it or could be the extent of it because there was always the danger of somebody in the traveling party for somebody in the NBA contracting coronavirus, being tested positive for COVID-19, and that was always going to be the thing that forced their hand.
2: And I understand that some of these things are trial balloons, like the one idea that was floated out there, well, we'll play games in Idaho because that's right. close, but not close enough. And, and you go, no, that's that's a stupid idea. You're seeing whether or not we, we would be amenable to something like that. No, even before this became what it's become, no, we weren't going to be amenable to something like that. What what did you think of Rudy Gobert though, when the the news came out and that this was right before the game against the Thunder, and then we saw the video of him touching the mics. How do you feel about him now?
1: My feelings about him now haven't changed necessarily, Ken. Um, I think what he did was really foolish. It was a time when everybody was told to take um, extra precaution, and guys around the NBA were carrying hand sanitizer, and guys around the NBA were carrying their own pens to autograph so that they didn't have to take a pen from a fan.
0: And guys Mm -hmm. around
1: the NBA were doing all these different things, um, not handshakes, not fist bumps, but elbow taps. And then you've got this guy – who is essentially laughing in the face of all those people that were doing those things, um, it was foolish. It was childish. Um, It was a lack of respect to the people that he was around. And I think to his teammates as well, but at the same time, like he has gotten us in a roundabout way. He has gotten a lot of people to open their eyes to the severity of this and to the dangers of this. If somebody like Rudy Gobert who is an NBA all-star, looks fit, looks healthy, can contract coronavirus, then it needed to make everybody else take a step up and, and, and take a look at this thing differently. And it did. It shut down the NBA. It shut down these other sports leagues. And that's probably what needed to happen in this kind of pandemic. Um, so he's basically the foolish idiot who helped, I think, save a lot of lives and maybe helped um, a lot of people when our own government and our own president wasn't doing enough on his own.
2: Chris Fedor joining us, Cleveland.com, Cavs writer. Uh, I know the Cavs don't got to worry about the postseason. Uh, Other teams do. Uh, How do you think they ought to take care of this? Say, Say they end up saying, okay, we can play basketball here on April 15th. Let's just throw it out a month from now, April 15th. Do we just start the postseason whenever the postseason actually starts, or do they actually bother trying to play any
1: regular season basketball makeup games? I think they probably just start the postseason. Again, I think everything is on the table at this point, Ken, because you have something that's so unprecedented, and you don't know what the best option is at this point in time. So I think you're going to have a lot of different things that they weigh. All right, do we want to finish the 15 to 18 regular season games? Do we just want to seed the playoffs as they are right now, 1-8? to eight? Do we want to cut two teams out of the playoffs and make it just 1-6? to six? Do we want some kind of just big tournament, March Madness-style tournament? I think everything's on the table, and I think it's hard to scoff at anything at this point in time because this is so unprecedented. But it just seems the timing of this, Ken, would be so difficult to finish any kind of regular season action And it would be more important, I think, for the league to try and fit the playoffs in, crown a champion, and then reassess the offseason. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, this is a league that has been privately wanting to see if they could push back the start of the normal calendar and push it into July, August, something like that. And this, in some ways, gives them a chance to maybe experiment um, with getting this season into the summer and pushing everything back.
2: Do we suspend an MVP vote because of this?
1: I don't think so. I think enough time has been played. I think enough games have been played. Um, And I know LeBron James has been great here all season long, and especially over the last few weeks or so. But, look, I mean, he, he still gets to play with one of the best players in the NBA on his side in Anthony Davis, where Giannis doesn't. Giannis is doing things at a historical perspective, his player efficiency rating. And that's just one um, stat that you can look at, but nobody's done that in NBA history to the level that Giannis is with his numbers this year. He's on the best team in the NBA. Um, He's been to me this year, just this year, the best player in the NBA and LeBron in a seven-game series, I'll take him over Giannis or something like that Ooh. because of his experience Chris? and because of who he is, Chris. Right? But like, yeah. yeah.
2: Chris, I, I I didn't tell you I had less than sixty seconds because I like talking oh, to you so no, much. You didn't. Okay. Now I gotta go because I'm a dummy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no okay, I, I I'd give you a hug, but you know. So have fun in your quarantine.
1: No, nobody's allowed to do that. I will have fun. I'll watch some more Love Is Blind.
2: Thank you very much, Chris Fedor. We're back on CBS Sports Radio.